This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hi, it's Hal Johnson. And Joanne McLeod from Body Break. You're listening to Icebreakers, the 2017 Ice Awards podcast, celebrating the best of Atlantic Canadian creativity. We'll be your co-hosts for the Ice Awards this year. But now I'd like to introduce the hosts of this show, Sean King, partner and chief creative officer from Arrivals and Departures, and Tyler McLeod, VP, Client Services at M5. Enjoy the show and listen for us when we'll be guests on Episode 6. Until then, keep fit and have fun. Welcome to Icebreakers, a six-episode podcast series celebrating creativity in Atlantic Canada. We're your hosts. I'm Sean King. And I'm Tyler McLeod, in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. The 2017 Ice Awards are Thursday, June 8th at the Merritt Harbour Front Hotel. You can get your tickets at icewards.ca. Okay, so welcome to episode one of this uh, six-series podcast promoting the Ice Awards. Um, and today's uh, guest, our first guest of the episodes, is um, Pete Luckett, who uh, I'm sure many of you are familiar with. Um, so, Pete, I wanted to start off with, I'm, I'm going to be asking everybody this. I mean, you're a pretty well-known guy, certainly around this region. When, you know, we all go to these meetings and we, we introduce ourselves, we do roundtable discussions in these, in, uh, or roundtable introductions usually in meetings, with all the stuff that you've done over the course of your career, how do you introduce yourself? Like, what do you tell people that you do? Well, that's a good question, because I get to do a lot of speaking presentations to all sorts of groups, and I actually have a, a lady who books me, uh, Kim King. She runs a Limelight. And when I go to speak, she sends an intro, and that drives me flipping crazy when people <laughs> read my intro, which is a bit of a bio. I always feel embarrassed by it because it's kind of like you're blowing your own trumpet. So what I say, well, I, I always say to whoever's into who is introducing me, I say, look, just introduce me as your old pal Pete. Yeah. And uh, that, that'll be fine. So that's kind of the, the technical answer. In reality, how would I say what I do? Well, I wear a few hats these days. I used to be just the fruit and vegetable guy. Now I'm the winery guy and uh, involved in a few other uh, small businesses as well. So, you know, I'm just a working guy who really, everybody says, Pete, you should be retiring now, um, or I thought you'd retired, but I tell them, no, I'm just getting going. And because uh, it's exciting building something uh, to have the opportunity to build something from scratch again is what I love doing. Yeah. So I, I would consider you, um, we were chatting, Tyler and I were chatting about this before, uh, before we, we got you on the phone here, a bit of a master kind of brander, you know, you, I mean, everything that you've done, you've become this inherent brand, this people that people kind of get to know very well. It, it seems to me that, uh, creativity is a massive part of you, of what you do, whether that's the vineyard or the, or the, or the, um, produce or whatever the case might be. Do you see yourself as a creative guy? Like, do you do you see yourself as intentionally using creativity to help you grow your businesses? Well, I'd like to take that as a full-on compliment, but I also think of myself as a robber and a plunderer because I, you know, I'm constantly searching for new ideas and to be creative. And many of those uh, ideas come from I'm a travel junkie. So I'm always on the road somewhere, either to a speaking engagement or to, or to an adventure. When I go on these adventures, I am always looking for inspiration everywhere I go. So I can't help myself. I become a critique of every business I walk through the doors of. I know I'm always looking at their details and 
how they run and what they do and what are they doing great at and how can I steal an idea from them <laughs> to bring to my own business or to my own creativity. So I don't think, you know, it's hard to invent new stuff today, but you can tweak it. So I'm always looking for ideas that I can bring here to tweak. So I'm a tweaker. I don't think I'd, I'd be really flattered if somebody said I was an inventor. Um, I would say I'm a tweaker of ideas. We we always reassure ourselves that there are no new ideas. So yeah, we're, we're, we're okay with that. <laughs> Take so, it till you make it, right? Yeah. So uh, so Pete, when you see a a, a new idea or a, when you're traveling, you think it might it might fly here. Do you uh, do you have somebody you kind of bounce these things off, or do you kind of trust your own your own instinct and gut at this point? Not really. That is probably a problem that I have. Is sometimes. Um, I like to think I've learned and grown and evolved over the years into the world of delegation, but there's certain things that I'm probably not great at delegating at, and that is running with a brand new something that I've just discovered, and uh, I'm all over it. Before you know, I've got a, a container of something coming from somewhere around the world that I just believe I can sell or I can use it as a part of my image or branding or it would be a great fit to the business. So often I will run with it all on my own EO. Then when it gets here, then I start, you know, whatever it is, whether it be an idea or a product, and then I'll start the sharing process. But initially I get too excited and all revved up about something and uh, I just can't help myself for going uh, full on into it like a bull at a gatepost. <laughs> so I, yeah. I have a feeling if I'm if I'm working for Pete Luckett, it's, there, there's inevitably a time where I've got to shit or get off the pot. Is that is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, that was probably a pretty good summation. There. <laughs> <laughs> so you you travel, you've done food, you're doing wine. What else are, have you got your mitts into? Uh, well, I'm working on a, a you know just from a really a little investment. I'm working with a lovely young lady in Halifax who's got a, um, she's an entrepreneur, has started a business called Iris Booth. And I don't know whether you know them or have seen them. She's just in a headshot booth, early right? stages. What is it? The, the headshot booth. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right, yeah. But it's a high-tech headshot booth. It's kind of a play on the old-fashioned photo booths, which you always used to sit in and have a, a giggle with your pal or your girlfriend, and they <laughs> take the pictures and they chug them out the outside. It's the same theory. <laughs> But this does uh, the, this booth does pro high profile um, uh, photographs or high resolution, should I say, for for your profile, for uh, and everybody wants a, a social media mugshot these days that they can uh, use to tell the world how beautiful they are. Yeah. So and this allows them to tweak their beauty, so you can make yourself have a little bit little photoshopping job. Teeth can can become a bit whiter. You can take a little nip out of that chin, that little uh, double chin there, and you can do a bit of stuff. So, and if, anyway, I shouldn't give away all the secrets, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's uh, I think it's a great idea, and uh, I'm working with this lovely lady called Sue Siri, and um, just about to launch some of uh, these booths in, in the States, in various airports, so that's exciting. So essentially, I can take my selfie without anybody seeing that I'm taking my selfie. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's like that, only a little more high-tech, though. Yeah. It's not just a 
nasty old selfie because them selfies they're hard to make yourself look beautiful on a <laughs> selfie i've been trying but it's not working for me so you're you've you you've you've brought us food that makes us live better you break you're now bringing us wine that makes us feel better and now you've got a photo booth that makes us look better so you're all about making us better no, I'm in the feel-good business. You're That's in the feel-good business. People say to what business I'm in, I always tell people that I'm in show business. And, uh, you know, everything I try and do, I've always tried to bring a bit of a fanfare to it. Sure. And a little flair and excitement. And uh, even though it's a bit of a cliche, that word, experience. And I've uh, been overused now. But um, we still try to bring a bit of the old, you know, lucky to experience to everything that I put my hands on. And uh, that is a, a big emotional connection to the customer. You can never, ever lose sight of the customer. And I feel that that is, can happen to many businesses as they grow and evolve. You just lose contact and lose touch. Mm. And all of a sudden, the business is being run by an accountant instead of your customer. So, you know, you, you say experience may be overused. I, I actually don't, dis- I, I mean, I do dis- I disagree with that because I actually think that, uh, you know, even from our perspective, uh, you know, in the marketing world, you know, experience is actually getting back to that. I find more and more, it's not just talking to people now, but it's providing that experience and that exposure um, that people can sort of um, be a part of. So you, you know, it's funny, I would argue that you... Um, um, from my perspective, anyway, I get the sense that you are very aware of the branding and everything you're doing. And you know, you just called it. What did you call it? The Lucket, the Lucket Flare, or something? What did you say? I don't know. I just said, I don't even know what I said, really. But uh, this is uh, how you write it down and sell it back. Lucket Flare, a bit of Lucket Influence. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. all of the above, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we can work with you on that. I think. Uh, <laughs> hey, now, I think uh, Pete, you're you're seen as a respected person in in. Uh, in the branding world, are there any, uh, for the people out there who might be listening, any brands you see in Atlantic Canada that you say that you think are, are doing it right? Some folks who might you know, appreciate hearing that it gets the, the Pete Lockett stamp of approval. Yeah, I mean, there's every, you know, branding is such a bizarre thing because it becomes so personal to the level of the business, who's running the business, what they want from the business and where they want to go with it. I mean, there's a restaurant that, I love going to, and I use an example of that. It's probably not the best branding when it comes to, um, uh, but everybody knows the, this restaurant. It's called Carrick's. You ever eat there? Oh, is that the, uh, yeah, I've eaten there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's actually very close to where we're sitting right now. <laughs> Just along the side of ATV there, you know, yeah. like CTV off across the road in that little strip mall. Yeah, it's like, uh, is it- it's amazing. I mean, your brand is not just the sign above the door or the logo. It's that your brand is everything you stand for. It's uh, the emotional connection to your customer. These guys emotionally connect to every customer that comes through the door. Mr. Tarek there, he's, everybody walks through the door, gets a little, fr- uh, a gift of a little tiny bowl, a ramekin of soup when they walk through yeah. while they're waiting for their order. I love and that. And they get a, a smile. I love it. And, um, it's it's so hand hands on tuned in for your customer. Could he duplicate that into a you know a worldwide brand? Probably not. You know, and probably doesn't even want to. Yeah. So uh, there's so many different levels of what is successful. How do you measure successful branding? I think he's done great branding, but he's it, probably always going to stay uh, uh, doing 
uh, an operation of that size. Right. So what ideas are you stealing from him? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, he's got a great hairstyle because he's like me. He's follically challenged. <laughs> and he's got a lovely mustache. I'd like to get one of them, but I don't want I can grow a mustache. So, but I don't want to steal ideas, but I admire and uh, is inspiring the connection with the customer. No customer arrives in there. Now, boy, this is something I've preached, so it's always lovely to see it in operation that every customer gets a contact touch. Yeah. And, um, and it's magical, you know. So many businesses that you enter today, you're just a number in a line. You're a meaningless uh, consumer to that business. And uh, at the point of contact, which is, you know, right at the service level or the retail level, you know, when the shit hits the ground, that's when you got, you know, you need your most training, your most um, development of your people, of your um, knowledge, um, great service, you know, contact, all that stuff. And so many businesses seem to neglect as they grow that most important factor. And now I call that the moment of truth. What, that, that's that interaction right there. So that's always inspiring to me. And that is a part of branding. You know, branding is a huge thing. People think about it just as a sign above your door, but it's, it goes much deeper. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's not, we always say it's not the logo, it's what the logo means. You know, it's what's behind it. Um, you have clearly taken that to heart. I mean, I've been out to the vineyard a couple of times. You've always said hello, you're always talking to people. That's obviously important to you, and is still something you believe in, regardless of every any business you uh, you you're running. So, if I'm in the photo booth, can I expect you to come pop in and say hello to me while I'm getting my selfie taken? I'll be sitting on your knee <laughs> while you're in that vegetation, <laughs> and with your hairstyle too, Sean, we'll look like uh, yeah. We'll look like the Dynamic Brothers in there. Hey, you can anytime, man. You're welcome to use that. You know, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's um, it gets down to you know the leader or managers or the leadership team of any business. It gets down to a culture and what you you set the tone as a leader for your people. I mean, we at the in the fruit and vegetable days we had several hundred employees at the winery in the summer. We may have. Um, Probably up to sixty employees in the in the busy summer season. Wow! And uh, and you as the leader, you're the one that sets that tone, yeah. that standard, that style, that branding. It's got to come. It doesn't evolve by itself. Uh, you've got to uh, set it and uh, and create it. And and that's the neat thing, because many businesses are entrepreneurially driven or owned. You've got a whole load of different styles. Yeah. Um, they can be successful. They're, they're different. Um, but I preach about what I believe in and my style, and that's something that's evolved over the years, right from selling fruit and vegetables when I was 15 years old, when I started in the business, and I had a great mentor and teacher and boss lines, had to chat them up, and, uh, and I continue. I still use those old lines today that, Pat Britton taught me flipping 50 years ago, yeah. and uh, they're still the best lines for chatting up customers. Oh, that's yeah. so give me one. Let's let's hear one. All right. Well, let's say let's say a mother and daughter come into uh, your business as customers. You all never refer them uh, refer to them as mother and daughter. You always call and you say, "Are you two sisters?" 
Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, you think so? This guy. <laughs> You give them a little wink and a smile, and uh, they know you're kind of kidding, but it uh, makes them smile. And uh, so, so I'm, get, I'm getting think, the wrong uh, end of the uh, stick when you greet me. <laughs> <laughs> when, a, when a man and wife come into uh, the business, I always uh, uh, talk to the wife and I'll say, um, What about uh, you're traveling with your dad today? Is that normal? Oh, and, my God. Uh, do you always go out with your dad? Anyway, they get a kick out of that. That's too. awesome. <laughs> All the secrets. They're just little old-fashioned, stupid lines, you know. No, that's good stuff. <clears throat> so what's... um? Ha, now, that's great, and that's what we know of Pete Luckett, but what's Pete Luckett on a bad day? When you wake up and you're pissed off and you're angry and the, the, the mother and daughter come in or those 60 staff are looking you in the eye, how's, how do you handle that? Oh, I think I've... For somehow, over the years, I've managed up to build this uh, this barrier that um, doesn't allow me to uh, have a bad day in front of my customers. And uh, I work very hard at, uh, you know, even when I've got the worst hangover in the world, which may happen quite a lot, and I can uh, really feel rough and, yeah, things aren't going well. When a customer comes through that door, it's, hey, how you doing today, guys? Lovely. Come on in. Have a glass of wine. You know, yeah. you just put on a show, and that's what uh, what is what is called showtime. It's like a circus every day. When the when the doors open and the the customers come in, it is showtime. Yeah. So no matter how tough you're feeling, you gotta to be successful. That's one of the keys. It's resilience and persistence of being able to, you know, keep the energy up. At the end of the day, oh my goodness, I'm two people. People might think I've got lots of energy and I'm buzzing around, and but at the end of the day, when it collapses, I get a glass of wine in me, and and I'm usually either flat out or straight out, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, thanks, Pete. We're uh, we're pretty well straight out of time, and but we uh, we do thank you for for joining us for this inaugural podcast for Ice Awards, and thanks for your your contributions to creativity in Atlantic Canada. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, guys. Great to talk to you, too, and uh, hope the whole series goes uh, gangbusters. Yeah, thanks, thanks sir. A lot. We'll, uh, we'll see you at the vineyard. You betcha. Thanks a lot, fellas. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thanks for listening, and thanks again to today's guest, Pete Luckett, all-around entrepreneur and uh, good, jolly guy. Uh, this was Icebreakers, a six-episode podcast series celebrating creativity in Atlantic Canada. Once again, I'm Sean King. And I'm Tyler McLeod, in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. Please listen again in episode two when we talk to creative director and past chair of the Ice Awards Young Creative Competition, Mike Whitelaw. Mm-hmm.